Hello and welcome. It is Saints and Rants o'clock. Yes, I am Musnaraya Adiola. Today's topic is very interesting. It's it's a little different. It's titled Starting with Nothing, How to Build from Scratch. I am joined by my amazing friend Noah, who is a real estate agent and a whole lot of other things as he takes us through his journey and um, growth process. I hope we enjoy this episode, but more importantly, I hope we learn something from him. Let's go. Hi Noah, thank you so much for coming on this episode of Sense and Rant. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi Natoria. Um, my name is Noah Ibrahim. I'm the MDC of Novarek Homes and Properties Limited, a real estate development firm here in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, I'm from Lagos. Uh, I'm under 30. I'm a businessman and an entrepreneur and also a tech printer as well. Oh, okay. That's that's a lot for a person under 30. Um, but like, so it feels like you do a lot, right? How did you get here? Did you just explore different things to get here? Or did you always know that this was, you know, your hands in different parts is always what you was, wanted to do? Oh, okay. So for me, the uh, deciding factor for getting into anything is the um, amount of value that I can add to okay. other people's lives. Because I believe that if I can add as much value to people, people can okay. pay me for it. So I believe in offering a service or you know offering a product to someone, okay. then they pay me for it, then I can take my profit, you know, remove my cost of whatever it is. So basically that's the idea for me. You know, um, it started with um, creating a solution back in school, right? I'm looking for a gap, right? Okay, so my friends want this. They don't have access to get it. I can push myself to go get it, sell it to them and make some profit of it. So that was how it started. So it was about, oh, there's a gap. Someone doesn't have something. Oh, they can't go here to run. So, and I love taking risks, basically. Okay. So that people are not comfortable to take right so i take them but in a legitimate way so i'm not uh, the type that has the opinion of trying to you know um swindle someone into making money so i'd rather pro provide a product so that's how we started for me uh, back in school i had a fashion outfit it was really okay. just giving people what they want so i schooled in ether i went to Obafemi university in ether i studied mechanical engineering right and i was an average student basically but I was more about, oh, okay, so what can I do, right? Mm. I, I got the first pressure from my dad when he couldn't give me what I wanted. At that point, I wanted some money and he couldn't offer me some money. I'm looking for a way to start making money. So mm -hmm. basically, with fashion, when I finished school, I ventured into footwear design, right, and marketing. I started selling secondhand shoes, you know, uh, go to Katamwa Market in the morning, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, very early mm. in the morning get uh, secondhand shoes and clothes sell them make 500 naira 1000 naira 15 profit like that and from there it was while well doing that diligently so that's one thing so anything i'm doing at any particular time i try as much as possible to do it with all my heart even mm. though i know that it's a means to an end but i believe that, sorry, I'm a bit spiritual. I believe that if God has put you in a particular place, right, it's for a reason. So if you can do your work diligently enough 
two things can happen. You can either do it so diligently that you become the biggest person in that space. Mm -hmm. Whether you're whether you're doing laundry, whether you're a cleaner or whatever. Or you do it so diligently that you get the opportunity to meet someone who will propel you into what you really want to do what for yourself. To yeah. mm -hmm. What to become. Mm -hmm. So, but the bottom line is there has to be that diligence there. Yeah. There has to be, you know, resilience, putting in much time and effort into what you're currently doing. So that's the thing for me. So I tell people, God forbid, if you strip me of everything I have today and you yeah. give me a slate, I'm still going to create magic. That's right? amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's the it's the value addition for me. It's the process for me. It's the the journey for me. I've had a lot of downtimes. I mean, if you look at my so-called my success story, basically uh -huh. from um, from coming out of school to getting something done, basically, you know, it's within a short span. Right, right. Because I was going to say, bro, how? I mean, I know you are young, but like with so, with how much you're doing, it's like, how do you have that time? And how have you failed so fast at some things that you are also able to succeed so well at other things? You know, right. and I think that's because you failed early, you learned early, and now you you've used your experience, both from the good and bad, to make something now and. Yeah. I've, I've borrowed money from almost everybody I come back with borrow money. <laughs> yeah, but well, don't say borrow. Say, say investment. They're investing oh, in well, you. Well, because those monies, I lost them. Uh -huh. you, when, I, when I was making footwear, I remember one time, oh my God, Dad, please, borrow me this. You say no, he doesn't have all, this and that. I'll pressure him and uh -huh. he give me, you borrow me 100k. To pay back, so that hundred k, you will not give me any money again, right? Yeah. So, Alpha, where is my money after one month? And um, what happened is, you see, I have a photo. What happened was, that <laughs> and all. So he has tried for me for my mom. So mm -hmm. there was a time I my mom's laptop to go and go, go and pay for a, a, a um, the making of um, a footwear collection. Wow, okay. So I borrowed some money from my dad. I brought some money from my friends. I put everything together, paid, but it wasn't enough. So that day, the cobbler was like, ah, if you cannot pay me, I will de de delay your job. And you understand? And I'd already had, you know, the cameraman that were going to shoot the shoes. Went. So uh, all those I had to run home. I went to my mom. I picked a laptop, went to Computer Village, sold it, took the money, and went to use for a collection. Did she know? <laughs> She, you know, she started shouting, got angry. At the end of the day, the whole thing, no, you didn't really. Hey, oh my God! Yeah. So it was the the experience for me, mm. the creativity. You know, I bought I bought a book from China. I didn't know how to sketch, right? So I started trying to sketch, trying to do things that I was not normally able to do. Why? Because mm -hmm. I just want... so get this. I don't really like shoes. Right. I'm not a shoe freak. Fanatic, yeah. <laughs> in my closet, you'll probably see one or two. I can wear a shoe. Once it goes with everything, I just keep knocking it. I don't... <laughs> you understand? But yeah. I love to see shoes, good shoes with people. I know right. when a shoe is good. Like, I can, I, can, I can make a shoe, 
by myself. I actually mm -hmm. went to credit. I borrowed money to go and lend that one to you. But wow. after learning it, I learned it for, I think, about three months. They taught me how to make it, the shoe last, the this and that. I knew it. But I sat down and I talked to myself. I'm like, oh, this is not what I want to be. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the cobbler. I want to be the businessman around the business that we employ the cobbler. So the that that um, segmentation for me. So I knew that I'm not, I'm not a cobbler. I'm not meant to be a cobbler. I'm not a so. It's not like I'm very intelligent like that. Mm -hmm. But just smart. Like I know my way around things. You know. So that for me was, you know, what really helped me. I was ready to fail. I was not, not worse. I am not afraid to fail. To fail. Mm. I think yeah. I think that's that's what is always interesting with most people. It's it's like oh uh, if I try and fail, then I lose my money or I lose the trust of people or I waste my time. You know, my life is gone. Um, for, at least for most things that I've never done in my life, it's that fear of oh what if I fail or um, what if people don't buy the product that I'm trying to sell. Um, mm. But it's a it's a good thing to to know that some people well, out there are not afraid. I created a collection that didn't sell at all. A shoe mm. collection that did not sell at all. Like I lost money on it. But that mm. didn't stop me from walking into another shoe factory and telling them what I could do for them. I remember when I walked into Farmat, I think that was 20, 2017. I left school mm -hmm. 2016, 2017, within that whole time. I walked into Farmad, right? During the time when I finished my NYSC, late 2017, yes, during the time when I finished my NYSC and when I started my footwear design, it was about six. How did, you, how did you start your footwear business? I guess, let, let's, let's take it back a little bit. How did you become from a mechanical engineering student? How did you fall into shoemaking? Yeah, so when I left school, you know, I was doing clothes design in school. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> I'm a kid, all those, um, you know, come yeah. and come to Jumata to come and pack them. I'm going to sell in school. I'll mm -hmm. carry my belts. So mine is always like a bit cheaper than the ones they sell in the school um, area. Why? Because mm -hmm. those ones will have like, paid their money and all, right? But me, I don't mind making small profits. So that was how I started. But when I finished school, I realized that a lot of people in the outside world will not be wearing that. They're mature people. I'm not like mm -hmm. children. So, right. You know, I know what to do. Right. Then I went to stay with one of my friends at, uh, I think it's in Godo. Yes, in Godo. I went to stay with one of my friends at Godo and we didn't know what to do. There was not much um, on hand and he introduced me to the Katangora market. So okay. that's when I first had something to do with selling shoes, basically. So Secondhand, she will wash it in the morning with soap and water, waiting for it to dry. After that, we put it in a bag to go and sell, go around, make some money. So while doing that, I was doing that so diligently. Like, I was not ashamed of the fact that what you I, were doing. No, we call it Akube. Akube. They call it Akube. So <laughs> I wasn't scared. I wasn't, you know, feeling but like that's the that's where I see the profit where I used to, you know, be do big boy. <laughs> Right, and I was really struggling, right? But I did care because I knew the future, so I just left that future. I knew 
we are getting somewhere but let me just do what i can do right now to survive yeah. also to add value to people's lives that was when i met someone who bought one of the sneakers for me i think he bought it at two five or so i met the you guy met someone that bought sneakers who bought, who bought sneakers for me so i was about leaving because i'm like ah, do you make shoes and that's where the entrepreneurial thing kicked in i said yes but i didn't okay. used to make it but i had to tell him yes and he was like uh okay can you make this shoe for me so he showed me one very crazy shoe you can't get it anywhere it's a green shoe like who makes a green shoe make green <laughs> shoes right yeah, custom made or something so crocodile style and all and he asked me if i could make it and how much and that was where i learned because while reading books i learned that if you don't have enough information about something yeah don't ever agree to anything or commit to anything say i'll get back to you get back so to I'll, you i'll get back to you so then i called my friend i was like ah, guy i want to make shoes alpha where do they make shoes so he told me about way street way street is the biggest leather market around this block as it might not be as big as Aba, but i think mm. it's one of the biggest so that's at least in lagos in lagos southwest okay. yeah okay so, yeah basically so people come from ibadan or you have a lot of places to come and buy so i okay. walked in not knowing anything not knowing anybody not knowing about shoes or anything i just walked in and i asked someone there that please i'm looking for a cobbler so he directed me to the first turning to my right i got there i saw a cobbler and i negotiated a deal with him he said he was going to do it for me for i think five thousand and i negotiated to i think four thousand or so but i called okay. the man the client and i told him ten thousand there so we negotiated to i think about eight thousand plus okay. logistics one thousand nine thousand there nine thousand so always you know i read i read um these guys books what's his name donald trump and co is my he's like my i know a lot of people don't like him but he's like my please don't say he's your mentor do not say that word <laughs> my, my my you like his business um business like tactics his business you can argument. say he's got and all for me okay. basically so you know always make close to 100 percent on your transaction deal right? yeah so that's the principle that i try to work with so yeah, we'll come back to that later like the books that you've read or resources that you've used but that's in the future uh you know towards the end of the podcast but continue yeah so so that's how i started immediately i got that money you know it was like the biggest i had made at that time like I in know. June. the highest i had made was one thousand one five and mm -hmm. if i can make this then that means i can triple it and you know so i went to download achievable shoe designs right wow. started pushing it i can make this i can make this eight thousand six thousand five thousand these are these are those slippers all these slippers that's how i started so the couple so that was when i now you know started getting some experience in terms of wow. managing workers knowing the difference between someone working with you and someone working for you for you so you went you went from literally making four thousand to having a place of your own and employing people yes. in in a span of how many years or months are we talking about six to eight months wow okay okay you would think probably my dad gave me the money or something but mm -hmm. it didn't happen that way so from my sales right 
from pushing it. Mm -hmm. So there's one thing with me. Anywhere I go, mm -hmm. I go stop. You will know that I'm a shoemaker. You, there's no way you will sit down with me when I was making shoes. Mm -hmm. Or you're around. Now you don't know that this boy is making shoes. So I learned, I quickly learned how to set up a business. So, you know, um, uh, I, re we, I registered my company. So I had a partner then. Mm -hmm. One of my friends also into real estate now, quite big. Okay. So, you know, we registered a company uh, together. We created business cards, you know. So I always went out to places, we go to hotels, go to up and down like that. So mm -hmm. try to. So as sales was coming, I realized that the, the, the way the sales was coming in wasn't that much, you know, enough. And I decided to do a small proposal for people to put in money into my collection. So that was when I started. So I didn't really tell anyone to write any proposal for me. I learned it on Google. Like I searched for it, how to write proposals, how to package this. I knew how to use Google Slides, Google Sheets, Google Docs, Google everything. Yeah. I packaged everything. Now, I learned this thing from... Um, uh, is it Bill Gates? Yeah, Microsoft Bill Gates. He said, mm -hmm. if you can share your idea with as many people as possible, that's mm -hmm. your your idea, you finish it up, you would find at least, so he gave a scenario of sending it to a hundred people. Yeah. When people came to him, hey, I have an idea, I've shown, me, I've shown this person, yeah, I'm not getting any money. He's always asking how many people have seen it, how yeah. passionate are you about it? So yeah. if you send to 20 people, you have a lower chance than someone who sent to 50 people. That person has right. a lower chance than someone who sent to 100 people. That one has a lot of someone who sent to a thousand people. Because mm -hmm. out of the hundred people, 20 people might like the idea. Out of those 20 people, five people might be ready to invest in you, but might not be able to invest now. Maybe out of those five, is only one that is ready to invest now. That one is going to change your story. So that was how True. But it's let me let me let me say a little bit about uh, to what you just said, right? Send it to 20, send it to 50. I think where it gets a little um discouraging is where the first batch you send to like all the 20 said they say no and then you send to 50 and then they say no and then you send to 100 and they say no that's 170 together um i feel like different no's can be really hard but like you said when you get that one yes and that that just like it makes all the difference especially the one yes from the person that has the money or the resources or the person that knows the person and you know the, the trajectory changes when you get that one dream helper you know but before you get that one like like you it happened for you because you were consistent and because you were not afraid to fail and quite early too in life i would say um but it's not yeah. like that for everybody you know yeah. um let me, let me something please sorry okay. let me, let no me go ahead so the idea is people tell you no mm -hmm. the reason why people tell you no is maybe they don't understand your value offering or they're not the mm -hmm. mindset people to talk to on that. Or maybe you're asking for too much from the beginning. You don't have any track record. You're asking someone to come and invest 200 million in one in your idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're doing tech, that's another part. I mean, looking at my industry, looking at what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. It's easier for me to get someone, say, to invest... 60,000 Naira in my small project, right? Mm -hmm. In which case I use 
20,000 or 30,000 for production, 10, 15,000 for marketing, 10, 15,000 for runaround, and mm -hmm. being able to sell the shoe that I made for 4,000 at 15,000 in some specific places. Right, yeah. I can imagine uh, 11,000. You understand? So, mm -hmm. by the time you do, so the idea is, most people we most people feel so when they put together something that's just it the first set of people you push your stuff to you should be ready to get that feedback and go and refine tune I, I, I didn't tell you i refine tuned that proposal like 200 times so. wow okay okay so this one says this this was so that's when i now started understanding that there are different types of investors some people are long term some people are short term sure some can, people yeah. really want to do it. so all of that knowledge comes with the failure of the nose the the nose that you are getting oh no, no i'm not ready to to do this this is not my please please we are not ready fine oh yeah. i like the idea but your profit margin is low your profit margin is low you know, oh, yeah. I, I like it, it's okay, but I don't have money now. Mm -hmm. You understand? That will help you start asking the right questions. Oh, okay, so if you're going to invest, if you cannot invest 100 million, can you invest? Are you can you put in 20 million for this? Can you yeah. this for what is my investment horizon? And this was it coming at a time when I didn't have any certifications, any, any experience in this. I was just using just my own, you know idea basically yeah and i didn't raise too high too much money it's not like i was trying to raise uh, one billion or 200 million or 100 million i mean i was looking to raise maximum that i was looking to raise was five hundred thousand naira. wow okay but I, I knew that if i got that funds i can turn it over so i'm not looking for the big money that i'm going to quickly take a part of it to go and buy myself shirts and shoes yeah and clean up <laughs> A lot of people make so you, you get in funds and then the next thing you do is you know go and ball out when you have not even tried to make returns. So a lot of things you know uh, causes the no based on your uh, how you put your proposal together, how convincing you are, you know things like that basically. But if you get two hundred no's and you get one yes, one yes can clear out. Oh, the 200 knows that's true that's true and the lesson i learned um later i mean around i would say like two years ago is to always be open to no's because no is also an answer it might not be an answer that you want but it is in fact an answer yeah yeah that will propel you to yes basically yes honestly yeah. you can't even understand the value of the yes when you have not gotten no's God. yes that is so true that is so true but this is also like something really interesting right but how 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 true is it that getting no's or failing actually changes your success like how does it make you feel better because to be sincere some people don't fail some people have things handed over to them and they're still successful you know um it's just some people don't fail some people don't feel as much as of other people. Some people don't, I would say they don't feel, but it's not as major as other people. And they're also from backgrounds that they have, you know, they have working systems. They have good family background. They have, they went to the Ivy League colleges and they have all the education. Like their, their paths in life has been so much better compared to other people that their chances of succeeding 
is just higher. Yeah, so they've been given leverage by their parents, uh, by mm -hmm. their association. Yeah. Know, and things like that. But you see, on that level, you see, there is not really, there's not a fair playing ground for everyone. Not life. true, yeah. People have leverage than others. But we all fail. So when you're looking, when you're comparing everybody on the scale, then you don't look at just business alone. Because if you look at the essence of life itself, why are we, so we're trying to be happy, you know, you realize that you're not always getting what you want. It's still some sort of failure, really. So the guy that went to the Ivy League school, right, and his father is a politician or a big person, always in the limo and everything, is failing at some things too, personally. Mm. Because that's fair. Can be feeling unhappiness, right? Might not be able mm. to go play the sand or play in the, you know, do all the necessary things that it's meant to do, right? Might get it right in business and not get it right in family. In family. Oh, that's deep. So we all fail, right? Yeah. And it depends on, you know, the, the, the context that we are, you, you know, looking at it. So, but for business, Right? It's true that some people have some leverage than other people, but that still does not mean that they don't fail. And that doesn't mean that you that don't have leverage cannot succeed. Can succeed. Mm. Now, you're trying to... I feel, I feel failure even does more. So I, I feel failure helps you position yourself yourself for success hmm. right say more about that yeah so if let's say for example uh you try to get a deal mm -hmm. right with a with i a am actually <laughs> with <laughs> your company <laughs> well, no, i am <laughs> you try to get a deal with yeah so the transaction took six months. Mm. Within that six months, you've had several back and forth. You've gained network yeah. of people who, if you never tried, you probably never, you're never going to get to them, mm -hmm. right? Eventually, after several meetings, after, after several refining of your, um, your proposal or your business plan and everything, you eventually mm -hmm. don't get that thing that you were looking for. Now, there's always an attitude an entrepreneur should always have, right? And that attitude is, that thing is resilience, being able to fall down and stand up back again. Because now, it's realizing, honestly, it is painful, right? You can break down. But if you just try eh, to stand back up and look at the positives, so you should have a view more like an inner eye right mm. everything that has gone wrong what can i pick from it mm. i am sure that the next time that you are going for another pitch you are not going to start your proposal from ground zero you are going to start it from that point where you stopped where you go you're going to ask for how you how what you were supposed to do what you did wrong and you're going to work on it to try again which means that if you never failed Mm -hmm. you would probably not get that leverage. So failure is a leverage for success because now 
you will not go back to square one. You know, you started your business plan from ground zero to point mm -hmm. one. You couldn't get to point two. You broke down. You picked up again. When you're standing up again, you're not starting from, from zero. You start zero. From so mm. now move to you. You understand? So which means yeah. that failure, right, has given you an opportunity to be able to see the things that you should have done that you did not do. Hmm. You're going to get the right set of network. That network is true. Key. Yeah. While you were trying to get to the corporation, you reached out to your friend that you went to school with, you reached out to his boss, you met with his boss who introduced you to the top guy who introduced you to the VP. Fine. Yeah. He did not get the deal. But you know the VP, you know the MD, you know the this and that. Now, yeah. all networks can help you in other things. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Some of the people who did not buy shoe from me when I was making shoes have come to buy property from me. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Looking at me in my property age right now, they could yeah. see resilience, they could see the audacity, they could see the guts from back in the days. In fact, they remind me of how I used to <laughs> for giving money. I remember I remember you back then, voice. No, you're no longer there. You're different. Yeah, yeah. So they are a bit more comfortable with me. And mm. you know something? Psychologically, they feel they are indebted to me because I'm on a different space. They did not mm. buy for me then because they did not believe in me. Believe in you. Yeah, yeah. Now they are seeing me on a different scale doing okay. Oh, this boy, since that time till now. What is he yeah. even doing? Show me. Let Come me here. <laughs> Let me put something. Okay, okay. My has set me up for success. Hmm. Hmm. But it does that only when you are able to differentiate the positives from the negatives. The negatives is the pain, the the you feeling down, you the know. Tears. The, the tears. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes the, the, the loneliness that comes with building a loan, because, you know, when you build a loan, sometimes you, you separate yourself to go find your dream. And sometimes you lose friends. Sometimes you lose family members. You mourn the pain of all those losses. So, so you don't, okay, when you say mourn the pain, okay, maybe mm -hmm. from experience, right? I think you should not even bother about it. You know mm -hmm. why? Okay. If those connections were to go, they're yeah. meant to go in the first place, then they're not the right set of connection that you need. I mean... That's a different way to put it. You probably don't lose your father or your mother in the journey because they are meant to be there for you, except God takes them, mm. right? You're losing friends. The only friends that you lose, whether intentionally or unintentionally are friends that are not adding value to your life. I'll give your you life that. anyways. So if, okay. I'm trying to, if I'm trying to raise five million naira in funding and or I'm trying to raise money for my business and mm. every time I have my friends, all we talk about is money, money, growth, money, opportunities, money, growth, opportunities. Yeah. I'm likely to when next, we, when next we meet at the football club or at the football page or 
uh, at the chilling area. I'm likely yeah. to share the idea that I had while I was in the bathroom. I'm likely to share it with them. And yeah. they will keen into it. But if I have friends, on the other hand, group B, that when we are together, it is how we are going to spend money, spend money, carry maybe women, enjoy life, and do all of that. It is not easy for me to pitch that my idea to them and they will be able to help me grow it. Yeah, yeah. With time, I will start getting drawn towards those ones that can help me grow. So whether intentionally or unintentionally, because by the time a friend is always calling me to just come and chill, come and play, come and do this and that, when I'm trying to pursue something, you start seeing me, I'll start seeing missed calls because I won't even have enough time to pick it up. So gradually, like that, they shut off. But don't mourn them. You know why? Mm. Why? When you achieve that success, the don't success will be so loud. Amen, Pastor Abi. Amen, Imam. Thank you. <laughs> pray for me. Pray for me, Imam. Um, <laughs> but you said something at the beginning of this uh, episode. You said there's a difference between working with people and letting people work for you. Um, I just it, it caught my attention. I, did, I didn't want us to end this episode without actually exploring that the difference. Do you mind sharing? Okay, so it's all embedded in what you want your company to be like. Um, mm -hmm. the, the growth pattern. So at the beginning, in the idea uh, ideation stage, you're trying to you know put up an idea, make it work and all. You might not put your mind to certain things. Right. But you realize that the growth of your company as a senior yeah. entrepreneur is dependent on a lot of things which has to do with you, your mm -hmm. value how you treat people, you understand? Do you have integrity? Do you have this, you know, all those qualities. So basically, that is what you are going to put into the people that are working, for example, work, working with you. So now, let's say, uh, you know how you have a, a management board mm -hmm. and then you have uh, contract workers and things like that. Right? Yeah. Now, people that work for you work majorly based on what you are going to offer them. Right. That's salary. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying your company cannot, should not have people like that. They have their advantages. Yeah. Right? When people are driven by something, right, they can put in their time and you know effort, putting their mind to it. Yeah. Right. But as an entrepreneur, because you are in the business for the long term, you need more people who want to work with you, mm -hmm. share the vision with you, right? So you have a graphics designer. Graphic designer A, graphic designer B. Graphic designer A is working with you. It means that graphic designer A is working for you and also trying to improve himself in such a way that is going to be beneficial for you. So mm -hmm. it's about the growth of the company, right? Even though 
is getting his salary paid, but is about churning out the best of himself or herself, right? Yeah. For your growth, which will now have a rebound effect effect on his or her own, um, yeah, uh, his or her own person in the industry. So I'll give you an example. Someone joins your company from the internship level, doing graphic yeah. design for me. And what the guy does with all of his time, right, is learning how to do better graphics design. And before you know it, in three months, he has started doing animations. In six months, he has started doing this. And he's giving you all of what he's learning. He's improving uh -huh. your design. You're paying him for it, fine. Uh -huh. But your company, so he's doing way much more than what he is paid for. As going above and beyond. Exactly. So if you're a good employer, you'll probably give the person a raise. Uh -huh. Probably give the person some benefits. But you now have another graphics designer who, upon joining you, what he's looking for is how he can do other jobs on the site to increase the number of inflow he has at the end of the month. Yeah. Sure you understand? So that guy yeah. is working for you. He's giving you his time for what you are paying. So he wants to give his time to several other people too other as people. well. To quickly. So that's someone working for you. So you'll find that someone working with you has more loyalty. Oh, and loyalty cannot be paid. You, you can't pay for it. You cannot pay for it. So it has to be an alignment of vision. Yeah. This company is going here. Maybe me too. Be, as I'm a junior designer, maybe I can eventually be the head of creative design in five years. How can I mm. get there? Yeah. So he's working with you diligently. His, 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 his communication with his colleagues is professional enough. In all aspects, he's working to become a better person. So even along the line, before the five years, if you decide to sack him based on something that happened, he has developed himself oh, with some yeah. fear that any other place that he goes to, he's not just going to show them that, eh, I have worked with this person, I've worked with this person, I've worked with this person, no. He's showing the person some leadership skills, good communication skills, which are intangible things. Yeah. You understand? That you might not necessarily learn from just you working, but you learn from how you associate with people and what your values are. So yeah. when I started then, my, when I started my factory then, I had more people working for me than with me. Mm. That's why they can steal some of my materials and use it to do shoes for their girlfriends and their wives and all of that without thinking of my own profitability which run the business now. Mm -hmm. So when I employ now, when I do interviews, some of the things that I ask first is, what's your plan? Yeah. What exactly, what, what was, why are you doing what you are doing now? Okay, let me, mm -hmm. so, if I, I go to the extent of saying, when I ask them, say, oh, okay, uh, what should I pay you? And they say 250,000 there. And I'm like, okay, so, if I pay you one millionaire, will you take it? Most of yeah. them will say, we'll take it. I say, why? Do you think what you're giving me, what you're offering me in service is worth up to one millionaire? And then they start saying, looking for ways to justify the one millionaire. Yeah. You now ask, why did you now then ask for two fifty? Ask me. <laughs> yeah. Then the guest stop. Say, uh, this is a uh, new, okay, maybe these guys are not 
you know, but I try to look at other factors that yeah. can now me make that decision. But always ask, what is your long-term goal? What's your short-term goal? What's the plan? Are you going to do masters? Are you going to take some extra courses? Or are you looking to jump from this job role to another job role? That's the mistake a lot of people make. And that is why we have so many unemployed people in the system here in Nigeria, right? Because that job role that they are doing, that cleaner, that barber, that driver, that graphics designer that they are doing, they feel it is not the right job for them. They are looking at someone else in another place that is doing something else that they, they like. That is the one that they are putting their focus on. Instead of them putting their focus on that one that they, they are currently doing so well and so diligently that the opportunity to get into that one will now come. But no, they stand here and they start stretching for that other one. You are doing, uh, you're doing uh, graphics design, you're earning 100,000 monthly, you are yeah. going to look at a creative director role of 300 or 450,000 naira in a particular place. You're looking for how you can quickly beef up your CV to go and reach there. And then when you eventually get there, you don't deliver. How about you focus on that one that you're currently doing to improve on it, right? Get more testimonials, get more uh benefits get more things in that line learn more on how to become that creative uh yeah. that you want to be okay. go, go for it so a lot of people just want to jump so they want to start the business now. I, I, I think that's also like the generation we're in with social media and everything being it and everybody wants the quick success story or you know if somebody were to you know read your story and say oh you went from you built a startup, a shoe sort of company in eight months. Oh, I want to be like that person. Or it's like they don't necessarily see all the failure, all the all the steps. That. They don't see the entire story. And it's also, you know, Instagram. Instagram is like, oh, if you're not an entrepreneur at 3 a.m. in the morning, if you're not making this amount of money at 25, you should all be those things are you know. All those things are it's the generation we're in, and it's it's what social media is selling to people. So the jump, the big jump, um, unfortunately, like you said, you know, we should try to be grounded and develop in our current roles. Also yeah. have aspirations for sure, you know, dreams of where you want to go to and things like that. But yeah, this has been so fun. Um, and it's been interesting listening to you. But before I let you go, can you share two of your most prominent failures that you learned from? I know you said a lot, but like just two that like just or oh, this particular one, oh, I will never forget because hmm. in business. But you're, so, you're a businessman now, yeah. So in business. <laughs> I feel every day I don't even know which one to choose. Mm. That's it, but like I, I see my failure as all the same. So whether I, whether uh, the president of the country tells me no or the you know the smallest person in the room tells me no it's all a no but let me see i think was when so the first one was when i invested in a uh, a collection the footwear collection and i couldn't sell it uh, <laughs> the one you stole your mom's laptop for Oh, I have I've had several ones. I've done tomato business that's failed. 
You didn't. You did tomato business. Huh. <laughs> As in tomato yeah. paste, or like try to sell tomatoes right. itself. Carry it from the farm. Yeah, from the north down to this, put money, do this and that, still feel. I mean, I feel the whole lot. But I think that first one of me uh, putting my funds in a particular collection and it not um, uh, selling was, was my first major failure, you know, okay. uh, in business. Every other failure has just been a stepping stone. I mean, I, I just, these days, eh, I don't even... It's like failing is already dangerous. You <laughs> because I'm never afraid to fail, fail there again. I mean, I have a logistics business that was making money sometime and just didn't make money again. And I mean, you'll see it as a big failure because I lost money and all, but I still went back to do it again, but differently. So I've had many prominent failures, basically. Every day I had many Okay. Okay, okay. You know, so so that's it. That's it for me. I think that was like, so that, that was major for me because I did not have anything at that time. That was all, you know, now if I fail in this, I can still come and tap from something to, then I did not have anything. Okay, another one was when I sold one car. So my... My father wanted to buy a car for my grandma. Uh -huh. And my grandma had an older one that my dad bought for her. She has been using it for several years. So my dad, so when my dad got a new car for my grandma, then he was going to take that old one Toyota, old Toyota 19. Can't remember the year. Very old like this. Yeah. So that was what I was cruising around then as a big boy. Hey, big boy. <laughs> I sold it. I sold it. And I think that's another one. That was what taught me how to try and be diligent with money. Because mm -hmm. the money just disappears. You know when money disappears? Yeah. Not like I kept it somewhere and disappeared. Like 20k year, 10k year, 5k year, this, this, that, 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 that. And I could not get anything tangible that I've done with the money. Right? So I knew that I sold something that was more like an asset to me. Mm -hmm. It didn't you know, get my balance, right? But it just didn't work out, basically. Mm -hmm. So those are like the... But if you ask me of risks that I've taken, ah, those ones are much closer. Oh, yeah, tell us that. Share, share, share. I want to hear. Okay, like when I was going to start my first estate, I was caught. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the money with me. But I went ahead to seal the transaction. I did something very crazy. I gave a post-dated check on the on to to the person I wanted to buy the land to, and I told the person to play it at a particular time. I was still my proposals were still with a lot of people. I was not even getting any leeway, but I had to believe that I was going to close it. It's it's unimaginable, right? It's not something a normal person is going to do, right? Because yeah. I was to raise five million naira mm. for an initial deposit to purchase uh, my first estate land, and mm. as I was having that discussion with the landowner when we were talking, I did not have hundred thousand naira in my bank account. Mm. I went ahead, so that's another thing. So 
you you attract what you need. Your energy attracts what you need. Nature, life will come together to support you to get there. But yeah. it needs to take that first step to say, this is what I want to do. So sitting down in front of that, my chairman, he's my chairman, a very big man. Sitting <laughs> down in front of him, talking to him, he was seeing the passion, but he did not know I didn't have money in my pocket. But wow. I was and then I went back to the drawing board. I didn't have any design. I didn't have any land. I didn't have anything. But I came up with a proposal with my 3D and everything. I called one of my friends, my high school friends. You will know him. Don't see your lie at me. You know, maybe oh, I, don't know. I didn't even know you in high school. Not, not to be, I didn't know you in high school. It was someone that mentioned you to me, like, was it two years ago when I reached out to you? It was like, oh, you don't know this guy went to me. I was like, nah, son, I don't know him. But I looked you up on uh, on LinkedIn and I was like, oh, okay, he's doing something good for himself. Let me reach out to him. And then that was how we became friends. And, you know, we you took know, it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was about being resourceful. So I looked around me. There are a lot of things you don't even need money to do. A lot of True. Mm-hmm. Oh, I talked to my architect friend. Guy, Alpha, let me do this design. Ah, you pay me this. No way, no way, I'm pay you now. Once I do that, and you know, I gave him small change, and he did what ordinarily, if someone was going to meet him professionally to do, he would have collected big money for. Yeah. You know, I took things together. So, with my knowledge of how to put in proposals together and things like that, I created a proposal and I sent to all my friends. I told my friends to send to other people. Other friends. I started receiving calls and this and that. And the transaction is done. Do you know the transaction I stuck? That I struck? Uh -uh. 100% in. Twelve months. Wow. Wow. Okay. I just believed so much in what I was doing. Yeah. I knew I couldn't go on. I struggled though, to pay that money. Yeah, so, but at least you did. The funds had set me up on a grand scale. I raised ten million in investment. Hmm. To pay 20 million back. People thought I was mad. Ah, no, how would you take that back? It's too much. It's, uh, I know where I'm going. Uh. Right? I went to, I didn't have a office, I an office space. Then I got an office space in the, okay, when I was, that's another funny thing. <laughs> Around that time, this story is very, is a very deep one for me. Oh. Uh. My cousin sent me out of his house at Kitu. Wow. It's a very, very interesting story. Uh, that night when I was at Kitu bus stop, I called my father. I stays in uh, at Ekwe. I always used to come to VI to come and try and sell as an agent. And like if it's one, he could try to sell properties, but I never sold. Mm. But I was kept borrowing money from my boy, from my friends, from my this just to survive. As at that point in time, my cousin sent me out of his house. Uh, and he was trying to get married and also yeah. had to move. My mom wasn't doing so well, right? But I mean, I didn't want to go to my mom because I feel I'm going to be a bit relaxed. Yeah. I didn't want to go to a play. I can't be coming from a play every day to VI to come and hustle, and then I'll be in my father's house. I didn't want it. I wanted yeah. to be that. But I didn't have the money. So I called my father and I told him, 
said, ah, this is what happened. This is like that. Too. He said, uh, be coming to Ekpe now. I said, Ekpe, okay. the last boss has gone. So the way God does things, maybe if I had met that boss, I might have gone to Ekpe. Right. But I'm like, the last boss has gone, and I don't think I ever really want to go. He just fired from me. I said, hey, that if you go and take care of yourself, don't call me again. That was what my father mm. told me. I don't want to, don't disturb my life. If you know you cannot come and use what I have here, then, then go. I had 3,500 around me that night. Mm. I found a guest house where I could pay three, five per night to just lay my head. I did not have anywhere to sleep. I did not have anyone to call that night. That kept that night. I went to the guest house and I begged them to collect two five. They said, no, it's 3,000 they will collect. So I had 500 left with me. Left. But no, this one is not joke story. This is real life. This is like yeah. what happened to me. That 500 naira, I took 250 naira out of that money to go and eat my mouth down, downstairs. At one, all those my mother used to eat uh, by all those stainless uh, this thing. Both. That was 50 naira left of me. This was just two and a half years ago. Wow. That night, I was on my bed, on the bed in the guest room. I didn't have hope to pay for the next day money. 3,000 naira per night. I didn't have money in my account or anything. So I started calling and trying to look for support from people. Fortunately, our neighbor in where I was staying with my cousin had helped him with a link to sell a car a few months back, which was out of the money he could use to pay for the rent for where he's staying with his family. They would have kicked him out. Wow. And I'd never called him for money before. To God, I can't remember that. I can't forget that man in my life. He sent me wow. 20 naira. That 20,000 naira I paid for five nights at that guest house because I could not afford to go and rent a place. If I wanted to rent a place, maybe I'd pay 60K inside all those K2 area and everything. Yeah. I'll have to get bed i have to get this so that wasn't mine and i never really liked to stay on the mainland i never really liked the Amis. my mind was always on the island, on the island. <laughs> okay so i told myself no don't worry this is just for the while survive my sister i paid for five nights i had five thousand naira left with me early in the morning i'll enter brt in the morning from to down to Victoria Island, I'll come and stay outside. I was selling for Grenadines homes. They could not employ me. The HR said she's not going to employ me, that she thinks that she's going to do something different with my life. Because why? I don't have any professional certification, but everything I had was about business. Mm. I never worked for anyone, Mutunaya. I never worked for anyone. So that was how I started. So my friend that we were doing shoes together. Yeah. Worked. While we're trying to sell luxury, we didn't have the right network to sell, so we're not selling. So he went ahead to now start selling land in Ibejuleki and Ekpe as a three years uh, ago. Okay. So he got a, struck a good deal and started his company, his real estate firm. Yeah. So he told me to come and work with me. Come and work with me now. Let's be pushing this thing together. So I came, uh, so I joined him and uh -huh. I started selling for him. Hmm. But I a very strong salesperson. I have 
my own persuasion skills and everything, which was good. So it really helped me. And I started, you know, closing some sales. I'll yeah. tell you why. Taiwo. Yeah. Was with me was the yeah. first to close a sale with me then when I was selling for my friend. <laughs> Our commission We split it into two. 70, 70,000 naira. That 70,000 naira that I got, mm -hmm. see, oh, I was staying in a guest house. Oh. I didn't have a mm -hmm. place for myself. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I got a 70,000 naira, 70 or 75,000 naira commission. Guess what I did with it? You invested it again. <laughs> I went to go and get an office space of 50,000 naira per month in Victoria Island. <laughs> okay. What, what was your plan? <laughs> Thank you. What was your plan? Yeah. It was my perception. That was when I started Celeron Realty Limited. I'd registered that company some time back. Mm. I had not opened a bank account or anything. I wanted, good, I wanted a good perception for myself. I wanted to be a top salesperson. I, wanted people, I didn't want people to see me as the Kato agent or the Disney. I wanted people, when people ask me that, where is your office? I wanted to say Victoria Island. Victoria oh. Island. <laughs> okay. So I paid 50,000 per month at workstation, it be in Kaolongbe, Victoria Island. I paid 50K. <laughs> you must remember the address. I did not have money to pay for the next month too. Yeah. But Asha, still, Asha was there. That was the first place where, uh, you know, I, because we had access cards, you know, I just yeah. loved the experience, right? Tech boys all around. That was where that was where I met I met um, this guy of Wallet or NG John. You know, I met young people. So I was I wanted to be in a space where a lot of young people were doing things, and I could not slack. Mm, mm. So people around you were motivating you as well. They were inspiring you. Okay. All I say in the Money African lady. That was where I met her. Yeah. She own money Africa thing from there too. It was, it was more like an incubator, but really it wasn't like anyone was having any hands-on with us. But from there, you know, banks will come and come and have sessions with us. This will come, training sessions and all. Things like that. And I knew I always had it in me. 2016, I was, I led a team of young people, very young people that didn't know anything about business then, to win the Business Day CEO Apprentice 2016. We won it then. Oh, wow. the yeah, on the spot, I made new. So that was when I knew that, oh, okay, so I have the ability to bring people together and go for something. So mm -hmm. that, you know, always been uh, in me then. So that was how I started Celeron Realty, an agency. Okay. I moved off from, so I was still in my guest house. Friends. Oh. Guest, I didn't have a place to stay. Okay. I stayed in the guest house for three good months, paying 3,000 naira per night. With no hope for the next day, but God always came through for me somehow. So yeah. a part of the journey has been graced as well, not just hard work alone. You mm -hmm. know, so that was mm -hmm. how I started. Then I started saving for other developers, started making commissions. And on April 20, April 20, 2018, mm -hmm. Because that January that year, I told my God that I am not going to stay here on my birthday. I'm not going to be here in this guest house for my birthday. 
closed a deal. I closed a deal, and I made a commission of one hundred and seventy-five thousand naira. Guess what I did? You got a place. I got a place. You know that one seventy-five could get something good in K two. K and I'll be okay. No, I came here. So because I was in workstation, I met Ibrahim mm -hmm. of Mustard or NG. Mustard or NG is a platform where people do co-sharing of apartments and things like that. Oh, okay. So where I got the lead to start thinking of, oh, I could get a co-shared place. So I now got a deal for a co-shared place at Ibuefon. Ibuefon now that I'm having a multi-millionaire project right now. There. Okay. Okay. Where I to when I came to the island, I got a co-sharing space. Some guys, their aunt relocated with the husband abroad and left a three-bedroom. So they picked one one-bedroom. So there was one bedroom left, and they wanted to make money. So they were looking for so they <laughs> okay they charged me fifty thousand naira per month and they told me i have to pay 50 uh, one, uh, three months upfront that's 150k plus extra charges about i think 7k so everything was 157 and i had 175 so i could set up bed was there so i didn't need anything i just yeah. put my back inside i am living on the island where do you stay on the island uh <laughs> <laughs> okay that was okay. yeah. August 2018. Inside that shared space was when I launched Novari Homes. How did I? I think I learned about you July 2018. I don't think I'd registered. August. <laughs> okay. It was August 2018. So I'd registered Novari Homes. It probably be it became a because that's our anniversary. It became a proper. Company, company. company. So I, I done the registration, of course, way before then, you know, try to move this. But when I moved mm -hmm. properly into, you know, getting an office space, being a real estate firm properly, was August 2018. Okay. Okay. Wow. And it's less than three years. Literally, just a little over two years. And here we are. And here we are. Wow. Now I have a great company. We have uh, nine fish ponds. We have a coconut um, processing um, uh, machinery. We do catfish and co. I have investments in a tech company, Software XYZ. We're looking to raise about $3 million in another two, three months, right? Um, I have a logistics company. I have this and that. So someone called me, Noah, don't you think you are doing too much? No. No, no. That at some point in my in my life, not even at some point, almost every time, I see that I'm like, God, what did I put myself in? Mm. With businesses, with everything. But what keeps me going is the fact that I want a better life for myself and my family. Yeah, yeah. And I want to retire when I'm forty-five. Okay. So you want your work to be optional then, or you want to retire, you retire? I want to retire. I don't want to work again because I've retired is 45 years old. So when you're yeah. at 45, you are using extra time. So you are 50, 55, you are using extra time in life, basically. So if you retire by 40, 45, right, 
maybe I can now take time to, you know, enjoy some other things. But I'm also trying to enjoy myself now. Because you do, bro. You've been taking vacations, like, everywhere. I, I, your pictures, I'm like, ah, oh, God, spend this your money. Enjoy it at the same time. But, yeah. yeah so so, so that's, that's, that's the journey for me. So it has all been resilience, God's grace, God's. Because no God's God, no glory. Yeah, God. No God's no glory. I always had that thing in my room then. Just hand yeah. it over. It's every day. So uh, that's it for me. And some people might not spend up to two and a half, three years to succeed yeah. or six mm-hmm. months. Some people might spend five years. Longer, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's all the same. Strive for value. Mm-hmm. I mean, I invested in software.xyz because I saw the value it was going to add to the Nigerian economy. We are like the fiver and the upwork of Africa. Of Nigeria, okay. Yeah, basically, yeah. So basically, you know, that we have a large population of unemployed and underemployed people, which means that there's yeah. a very little target market for it. Mm-hmm. So it means that, and we have a system that is not working here, which means that there's yeah. opportunity for a lot of people to come up with ideas. So if we can become the escrow between the people who have the money for the ideas and the people who can do the jobs, then we're in serious money. We yeah. are going to raise seed capital of about three million US dollars within a space of how long did we launch? That's good investment, don't you think? Yeah, it is. So are you inviting me to invest? Or are you inviting our listeners to come invest? And if they come, how much are you giving us? Sensor rent um, code. That's the journey for me. Yeah, Yeah. and it's been a beautiful journey. I mean, I I thought I knew a little bit about you, but like just talking to you now is even more like, wow, I did not know the K2 part for sure. Um, Wow, wow, such an inspiration, Noah, such an inspiration. Thank you so much for coming to share yourself, your experience. Um, One more thing, you said you were going to share with us your resources, like the books you've read or maybe the people you talked to before we round this up. Mm, yeah, so for the books, um, I read a lot of Trump books because I'm a salesperson. So I feel mm. a lot of books, you look at their industry and look at people who have made it well in their industry and try to read from them. The book saves you, you know, the stress of going through their mistakes and, you know, making your own too while moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, um, the sales, uh, the sales dog, um, I can't even remember those Trump books. Anymore. I said I read them a whole lot then, but I have some here right now, Never Eat Alone. Peter Thiel. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. No, okay, Hara. Peter Thiel is um, the other one. Never Eat Alone. Yeah. That book. That book. Yeah. That book changed my life. Mm-hmm. It was recommended to me by one of my senior colleagues who I was working with at some point. Um, he recommended it to me. He said it changed his life too, and I read it, and it changed my life too. Here I have Free to Focus. I've read that too as well. Free to Focus. That's yeah. something. And one other book that is very, very... Oh, Rich That Poor Dad. Poor that's Dad. A... Yeah, that's a beautiful, phenomenal book for whoever wants to understand is... money for sure. OPM, Other People's Money. Money. Using I'd never heard money. of that. Oh, this is fantastic. Because as a business... That's man, what you do now. Come on, come on. Come on, put proposal on here and get money. <laughs> important part of everything i just bought it they stole it i just bought it back again oh yeah attitude is everything, everything. okay 
Motorino, anything you're doing in life is all about having the right attitude. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have the right attitude, your chances of success is reduced. Mm. If you succeed, you will likely succeed on the short term. Yeah. True wealth is built over consistency, over time. So mm -hmm. you need the right attitude. And the right attitude is also very contagious because you can pass it on to the next person close to you and help you build your whatever, your corporation, your organization, your family. Your... So like it cuts across every aspect. And you don't want to be a one-sided person where you're good in business or you're not good in family. I mean, life has its own whatever, the way it treats yeah. people. But mm -hmm. it, you know, there are some things that within your... Uh, your capacity that's you you have a choice right yeah to, you know to react to some things to not react to some things how you treat people if you check our core values respect for people is one thing that is within our oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in your yeah that's true yep it's just something it just has to be there and i think it's something for the people in the army too i don't know it yeah it is for it's one of our it is yeah respect yeah so you know stuff like that respect honor integrity yeah, yeah. Well, continue. So, um, attitudes is everything. Other people's money, rich that poor that, never eat alone. Alone. The blue ocean shift. That's another thing. It helps you be able to think into the blue ocean, like create blue oceans for yourself. So, uh, every market almost right now is a red ocean. That's there's competition, okay. and all. but you can create blue oceans in red oceans. That's looking for a new um, avenue to, you know. Uh, get revenue basically, okay. but doing something that maybe someone has done, but in a different way, and creating a blue ocean for yourself before it gets diluted and becomes a red ocean, so you can you know get um, a lot of funds from there and things like that. So okay, um, okay. I play, chess, I play chess a lot, and so that's one thing that helps my thinking too as well. I mean, chess, okay, okay, yeah. So those okay, are wow. This has been an interesting, interesting episode, Noah. Thank you so like I learned a lot even for myself. I know I'll go back to this episode like ah, let me carry notes and be making notes. Um, yeah, this has been so insightful and so fun. I know we went past your time, but thank you for being flexible. Um, so before I let you go again, let me let me get the juice for my listeners and viewers. If we're interested in investing, right? Um with with your company how do we go about it is there someone we can reach out to an email that we can send something to and for coming from sense rants people if you're going through sense rants i beg let them know so you can get all the gist, all the other extra perks um but how can we invest and are you giving something special to sense rant listeners and viewers Okay, yeah. So uh, to invest with us, to check what we have, you can log on to www.novarichomes.com and to check uh, the, uh, our properties because we're a real estate development firm. We also have investment options too um, as well. You can always reach out to us with uh, at the contact us button there. Um, our phone number too, plus 234-810-514-0514. So you can always reach us on WhatsApp uh, via email. Um, at Novary, info at novarichomes.com to um, probably make your inquiries. Even if you don't have what you, you what we're currently selling is not what you want. Maybe you want a different um, return on investment and you, you have a different amount you want to put in. Um, we can, we're available. I would yeah. say 24-7. You can reach us by mail. 
by call too as well, or drop us a WhatsApp um, message. So for sense and rant, um, if you have people who come, just let them say sense and rant. We'll look for um, a, a discount to give them. We can give them discounts. I can't really say any particular discounts because they are mm -hmm. different properties, different um, projects, basically. Yeah. But for coming from sense and rant, uh, we'll give them a good discount, a good discount for them. Thank you. Thank you so much, Noah. And I will go ahead and also drop like all the information you just shared with me, the website, the email, and the number in the description below on this um, episode. Thank you so much, Noah, once again for coming. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope you come back again to come share more wealth from just your beautiful, deep knowledge for a 30, uh, under 30 year old man. Um, we wish you all the very best with your future endeavors. And yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. Please see the description area for Noah's information. Um, if you've not subscribed, come on, let's subscribe, share, leave a comment below. Um, until next time, whoever it is you want to become, whatever it is you want to do, remember, all you have to do is start. Even if you're starting with nothing. Bye, y'all.